When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Are you ready to experience the thrill? Berwick BMW is your destination to experience the range of BMW M&M performance models. Book your test drive with Neil Phillips and the super team at Berwick BMW today. LMCT 8953. Shining on a Monday morning. Love this time of the week. Welcome back to those listening through 1170 SN in Sydney, our track stations in the Illawarra on the Central Coast and in Griffith. And a big welcome to those joining us from Queensland, 10.53am in Brisbane, 16.20am Gold Coast, 99.1 FM Atherton, 96.9 FM Ingham, 91.5 FM Darling Downs and 96.3 FM Kingaroy. It is State of Origin week. In fact, there are only two more sleeps and then the series gets underway in Townsville, Queensland versus New South Wales. And uh, two men that have been there, done that when it comes to origin footy, are in the house right now in their own little studios, in their own little worlds. Cameron Smith, good morning to you. Good morning, Vossie. I'm fired up. How are you feeling two I'm, days out? I'm fine. I'm, I'm 100% fine, and I'm ready to <laughs> uh, to call Queensland BS on the injury front. So, <laughs> But I need an ally. You're going to be outnumbered here, Cameron. Matthew Johns, they're up to it again. I mean, Dane Gagai's on his deathbed, apparently. Uh, we've, we've heard it all before, haven't we? Mate, I'm... So fired up about this. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, I've had 20 cups of coffee and I'm just, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my uh, lounge room and I'm just basically just destroying everything around me. That's it. Now, I have said, I said it to the NRL physio this morning the difference between New South Wales and Queensland, there's lots of differences. But if a New South Wales player misses training in the build up to an origin game, he's just got a slight injury, a strain, he's being rested. If a Queensland player misses a training yeah. session in the lead up to origin, they fed him can go on as if they're going to lop his leg off. Cameron, yep. how many times How many times was the truth told in all the Origin series you're a part of, with smoke screens about players injured, how many were actually true? Uh, very few, actually. Oh. They're all, it was all smoke and mirrors, as yes. we were talking about. It's all mind games. And, yes. uh, but I have heard uh, Dane Gagai's uh, uh, strain of uh, tonsillitis is very rare. And it's knocked him about. So let's let's hope he gets up for the game on Wednesday. Yeah. If not, we're 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 thousands to win this match. But um, anyway, let's let's hope for the best and hope he pulls on the jersey and gets out there. So he's on a drip. He will be airlifted to the ground, arriving five minutes before kickoff. Is pretty much how it'll play out. That's what I've heard. Yep, that's what I've heard. They're going to give him right up to kickoff, and um, let's hope he's okay. Can I ask you right off the top? I mean, and both Matty, you're as blue as they come. Cameron, you're as maroon as they come. And I say that. I say that with the team New South Wales, Matty. <laughs> but with head and heart, are you tipping New South Wales Wednesday night, Matty? Yes, I am. Yeah, I th- you know, the move to Townsville, uh, Vossi, I think it'll actually work for New South Wales. I know, like, massive crowd up there. Um, will lift the Queensland side, exert pressure on the referees. But the very fact that if you look at the makeup of our side, it's all about ball movement. 
um, Cleary, Luai. And uh, up in Townsville, as Smithy will know, mate, it, it's a fast, dry track. And, uh, like, if it's played at the MCG, I think it's advantage Queensland. But the fact that it's at Townsville, the, the Blues are going to be able to move the ball around the park and move the Queensland pack around the park. I think it's a... I, I do think Queen, uh, New South Wales will win. I, don't, I think it'll be tight just by the very fact that Queensland just fight to the final bell. Well, I'll ask the question a little bit different to you, Cameron, because I did ask on Thursday, and, and now that you're in the media rather than a player, will you ever be impartial? You said no. You, you will tip <laughs> Queensland no matter what. But I'll, I'll ask the question this way. What do you fear about New South Wales come Wednesday night? What's likely to be the biggest danger to the Maroons? Well, I agree with Matty. It's it's the the ball playing ability of the entire New South Wales side, not just the the halves and the outside backs. It's the ball movement that we're going to see throughout uh, the entire game, used by the ruck. Um, Freddie's picked a, a forward pack that are quite agile. They enjoy running the footy, but they also have a lot of ball skills and ball movement. Um, and I think that's what he likes to pr- pr- uh, promote in his footy sides is is the passing. The passing game, um, but for me, I think Queensland, having the experience in the halves um, through Munster and, and DCE, if we if Queensland can control field position um, and we have a really strong kicking game um, and a smart kicking game, I feel as though we can minimise the impact that those players will have because if we're forcing New South Wales off their own try line the entire match or for the majority of the game, I think we'll we'll be able to handle it. Our list is already on the case, Cameron. You're being bashed up here this morning. Aaron's uh, text in 0457736736. A <laughs> um, mystery virus. Will there be a mystery virus in the next 48 hours in the Queensland camp? Odds on. There'll be a mystery <laughs> virus sweep across five or six players. Well, well, yeah. well. Uh, unless um, unless they go Gagai sort of isolated from the uh, that, from the rest mm. of the team, uh, there, there may be one or two go down again. But you know, knowing the Queenslanders, they'll lift. They'll, they'll lift, lift, boys. Yep. Now, look, we're, we're, for our new time uh, listeners to 1170 SEN, this segment um, is getting bigger and better. Uh, Cameron mm-hmm. and Maddie Johns every Monday morning. <laughs> we're adding a whole bunch of awards and new segments within the segment today. So in a moment, Cameron's going to have a, a segment that he's requested. It's going to be very much sought after. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hold, I'll just keep the powder dry for a moment. I just want to ask you about the back page story today. Uh, New South Wales making a declaration they will not play for penalties. They will not milk penalties. They will not take a dive. I say, well, fantastic. That's great yeah. because the referees can't do anything about this. This has to be player-driven. <laughs> will that actually happen? Comes to the crunch, 12 all, 78th minute. You feel a shot around the head. You're 15 metres out from your opponent's Vossi, line. Vossi I'll, Vossi, I'll tell you right now, they will hit the ground faster than you can click your fingers. They will hit, I'm telling you right now. It, those player, those 34 players that go out there and play on Wednesday night, they're there to, to win the match. And they'll do what they have to do to win. And I don't know if Matty agrees with me yeah. here, but I'm telling you, if I'm, if I'm playing Wednesday night and it's 12 all with a minute to go and I cop any slight knock around my face, I'm hitting the ground. Because a penalty will be blown. We know that. I know yep. I'm probably interested to get Matty's thoughts there. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, look, as a former hard man of the game, um, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys, I was being serious there. Um, no, uh, <laughs> um, now, I agree with Smith. You know, I go back to... Uh, I remember when Adam Gilchrist said that you know he used to do the walk before the umpire gave him out. And Ian Chappell came out and said, basically, what a selfish bastard. And said, why, why would you do that? Why would you 
why would you just walk away um, if it's a tight test match, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I'm, I agree. If if I had a teammate and it's 14 all in the grand final and by his own principles he gets whacked in the head and he stays down, we have an opportunity to win. Mate, okay, the, the, the people that say, oh, wow, you know, what a great guy, you know, someone should canonise him. I would actually grab him after the game and say, mate, what a selfish act against the side. We had an opportunity mm-hmm. to win the game and you've done that for plaudits. Yeah, I agree with Smithy. It is the fact that you know, mate? I, you know, I, I would. I, I think uh, you do what you can to win, and um, there you go. That's it. That's okay. the extent of it. Well, you guys and, and Maddie, you being one of the former tough men, hard men of the yeah. game, and, and Cameron Games record holder, I speak as fan in this argument. Mm. I know that the fans believe it's one of the biggest blights on the game, so they don't yes. necessarily. Agree with the logic of what you've just presented there, and they see well, incidents like Tyrone Peachy the other night. They seen Dave yes. Laurie get up and and smile. Yep, I, mm. I think the push from the fans is that if you go yes. down, you have to go off the field. There has to well, be a mandatory time off the field. Would either of well, you support that? Uh, Vossi, all, all I say is this, right? And this will sound hypocritical after what I've said. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like I've just invented that saying. I don't know if you've ever heard it. But uh, <laughs> but what? Like, why, why can't you, Matt? Just as but, one of the hard men of the game, why, why can't you have your cake and eat it too? Because what What's happens? What's the point of the cake in the first place if you can't? Eat by it? the very nature of our intestines, once it hits the stomach and the stomach acids, when you pass the cake, <laughs> it doesn't. It takes on a different uh, form. Yeah. No, no. But what anyway, it is, yes. uh, what I think, like the the players at the moment are blowing up about the rules. Okay. Um, you can't, well, and what's happening is, on the other hand, is they are going down and, and staying down. So it's sort of mixed messages. Um, and that's why I say, if you've got the cake and you can see, consume the cake, <laughs> Do then it. the cake's gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, boys, I agree because like everything. Hang on, Cameron. Was any, that the end any, of the point? Was that the end anything, of the point, Matt? Did oh, you I, don't know, that, that, I don't know well, what the point was. Hey, what was well, the point, I think, <laughs> I think it depends. I mean, look, I, I don't know about you, blokes, but I, when it was my birthday, my mum would produce a sponge cake. I'd be disappointed. I was more the ice cream cake. I don't know if an ice cream cake is classed as a cake. Um, I don't know, I'd like to hear from the viewers, particularly those in the Darling Downs. Or even the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, oh, yes. And the listeners as well. Do you want to make boys, any sense I, of it, Cameron? Yeah, oh, look, boys, I, I just feel as though, like, now, like, we've seen the crackdown and all that sort of stuff. And I think every time you introduce something new to whatever it is in life, you're going to have a positive effect, which is, you know, the positive effect that we're searching for at the moment is the um, player safety. Um, but the negative effect now is what we're seeing is you. You get touched in the face or head or neck, you stay down. And I was watching um, uh, the West Tigers game the other day and, and seeing Dane Laurie. It it it, it was a, it, it was nothing more than a, a slight slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, he he put his head in the turf, waited to hear the whistle, and he bounced up with a smile on his face, knowing that he he he'd received a penalty for his team for the actions that he took by lying down. So that's that. Unfortunately, that is the negative effect on the game. Is it a good look? No, it's not. Did the fans like it? No. Did I like watching it the other night? No, I didn't. But will it happen on Wednesday night if the game is on the line? Absolutely it will. There you go. Cameron Smith, Matthew Johns right here. Now, I mentioned a whole bunch of new segments at 14 after 8. Let's go straight to the top. Our number one new segment is this. 
And now, on Breakfast with Vossie, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what an introduction, Cameron. Um, this is going to be probably the most sought-after prize. Imagine the referees listing right now. Grant Atkins beside the radio, Matt Checken, um, Chris Butler, Adam G. Yes. They're the four referees who refereed matches over the weekend. And you're going to pick out one of them, and every week you will pick out a referee of the week. This is just going to be... There's no money involved here. There's no Dalian points. But to be the Cameron Smith referee of the week is, is just going to be become one of the biggest awards in rugby league. What's your thoughts? I'm, I'm hearing this is going to be more sought after than the Dalian. Mm. Yep. Yeah. End of year. Um, Matt's endorsed it. Matt Johns. But yep. this week, the, uh, the inaugural referee of the week goes to Chris Butler. Nice. I yeah, thought he was fantastic in a, in a tight affair on the weekend, uh, yep. Storm v Titans. Yep. Um, big crowd, bumper crowd at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium, by the way. Tough place to referee um, too, they say. It is, yeah. yeah. Very, uh, very daunting. Mm. Uh, but I thought he, he, I thought he was fantastic. Um, managed to keep the two teams apart. And, and it was the closest game of the weekend too. So he held his nerve in the end and yeah. made some great calls. So wow. What a, Chris segment. Butler, what a segment, Matty. What do you think of that? You've been around oh. television and the media a long time. That's a brilliant Congratulations. Segment. Well, yeah. talking about TV, uh, the surname Butler. I just love it. Remember the old show uh, On the Buses? On the Buses. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I'll get you, Butler. <laughs> I'll get you, Butler. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, it's great to relive some of the politically incorrect TV shows of the past, Matty. Well done. I uh, love thy neighbours, uh, one that we could probably not. Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. And then, if we want to get to inappropriate, I was in the car the other day, Maddie, um, and Ted Mulrigan came on, Jump in My Car. Oh. Would there be ever more inappropriate lyrics than Jump in My Car? I, uh, I, I was almost felt so- dirty listening to it. Mate, I went and saw the Ted Mulray gang, uh, TMG, at, uh, at the Cessna Workers Club when I was 19. Mm. And they actually sung Jump in My Car three times. Uh, the only break we had, we had was that, uh, mate, Darktown Strutter's Ball, right. which is one of the great songs. Mm. But uh, Ted Mulray Gang, uh, yep. the drummer of the Ted Mulray Gang, used to live next door to my Nan and Pop in Curry Curry. Ah, oh, name Grew drop. up there, yeah. Name so, um, drop. So I used to get my TMG, Ted Mulray Gang, uh, tank top, autographed all the time every Christmas. Beautiful. Now, boys, <laughs> we're, we're really on fire today. <laughs> We've got an ad break coming up, but after the break... Oh, no. We no are, we Rossi, are... don't, don't go to the ad break. You're breaking our momentum. No, no, but I'm saying <laughs> after the break, I'm going I'm to let you two blokes off the leash about Wayne Buck Shelford, who today has been knighted in the Queen's birthday honours list. The Queen gets a birthday a week early in New Zealand. Wayne Buck Shelford, one of the toughest men ever to play any football code. We're going to relive a moment from his career in 1986... And the injury will make your eyes water. And I'll get your reaction to it. Cameron Smith, Matthew Johns right here on Breakfast with Vossie 1170. If you've got a question for the boys, fire it in on the text 0457 736 736. Yeah, Breakfast with Vossie on the text. Um, some, some great texts. I mean, gentlemen, how do you reckon hot chocolate heavens in the backseat of my Cadillac would go today? Michael from, uh, from Bond Beach, it's true. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, lyrics, wow. <laughs> Inappro- that could be a new segment. Maybe not for Cameron, for you, Matty. Inappropriate yeah. lyrics. That could well, be a segment. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know, but I'm a big Radiators fan. Uh, there's a certain song from the Radiators that I think is probably a little bit inappropriate as well. Mm. Um, I think you know which one it is, Fossey. I don't need to... 
Yeah. Don't need to spell it out. <laughs> ben from Crookwell says, wow, Chris Butler must be overwhelmed with pride receiving that award from the greatest ref of all time. There you go, Ken. Oh, ben. ben, good oh, on you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well done. Now, look, fellas, and I will ask you about the worst injuries in a moment you've ever come across in football, but Queen's birthday honours list in New Zealand, Sir Wayne Buckshelford. He will now be one of the greats of the All Blacks, but one of the toughest ever to play. Why I bring it into the equation, I bet you the Queen didn't know this detail, but it's not often that you read about a bloke being knighted and then on the third paragraph, there's the infamous scrotum injury that he suffered. I'll take you back to 1986, All Blacks v France. This is Wayne Shelford's account of what happened to him. About 10 minutes into the second half, I went down over Daniel DeBrocker and uh, ripped the ball off him. And as I stood up, Daniel kicked me right in the nuts. Man, did it bloody hurt. So I was cringing in there for a little while and uh, went, sat down on the ground to try and get my breath back and chucked a bit of water down there. And I thought nothing of it. And I carried on playing. And the all-black changing room is very, very morbid, very, very quiet after a loss. And this is the first loss that I'd experienced in the all-black jersey. Decided to get dressed. I stood up, ripped my gear off, pulled my strides down. And then one of the guys from across the room, and they saw something I didn't see originally, and they said, holy shit, look at that. One of my <laughs> testicles had been ripped right out of the scrotum, and it was hanging between my, my legs. And gee, there was blood, and there was uh, bits of uh, fat tissue down all over the place. And uh, we had a quick shower, and then basically went upstairs into a medical room and got it all tidied up and put back together. Just these sort of things do happen, and you've just got to play on. Got it tidied up. That got it tidied up. <laughs> These things happen. You got to play. Apologies to those having breakfast at the moment. Suddenly, the you know the the bits of strawberry in the cereal look a little different. Um, Cameron, oh. had you ever heard that? I mean, that's amazing. No. That's amazing. No, that's that's the uh, that's the first time I've actually heard of that story. But that's. Um... That's brutal. I don't, th- I, don't think, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that or heard of anything like that. That's <laughs> yeah, remember it if you did. You probably would remember. Got it tidied up. If you up, saw man. that. What yeah. that just got it tidied up. Matty, worst oh, injuries love, you've come across. Can oh, you top just that? Just quickly, I just love uh, Buck Shelford there. If he was getting knighted, sitting in the corner, uh, drinking tea with uh, Queen Elizabeth II telling that story. Talking about his cags, but hanging out of his... <laughs> hanging down between the legs. Yeah. Oh, mate, sitting there with uh, mm. Harry Markle and... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd gag on the scotch finger there, wouldn't you, with that? That's just oh, amazing. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, worst injuries, uh, there's a couple. I remember Danny Shepard. We played the Gold Coast one day, and he slipped and um, dislocated his um, pelvis. Um, they had to give Ooh. him. Uh, our doctor went on there and might have given him um, morphine on the field, mm. of which I think Joey had a shot as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, the one that comes to mind the most, again, the Gold Coast. Um, uh, a bloke called David Mullane, who's hooker for. Um, us at Newcastle, man, ridiculously tough. Mm. Uh, he got he got uh, Keith G lifted his knee and got him in the uh, round. Yeah, well, Buck Shelfordville. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Bugsy <laughs> went into the sheds and we came in after the game and he was screaming. And what had happened? His testicle had exploded. Mm. Jesus. All right, that's it. Jesus. I think the I've got, I've, got, I've got a couple. I've got yeah, a couple. Okay. A similar, similar one to Matty. Wow. Um, yes. I, was, I was, mm. uh, remember watching um, Gareth Widdop play. It uh, might have been around origin time. I think it was. And he um, he took a tackle and laid on the field and didn't get up. He dislocated his hip, mm. um, which kept him out for a while. It looked like the worst injury 
you could ever pick up on a footy field. But he recovered and he's back playing, of course. We all know that. Mm. But one that was really funny, I remember uh, Brett Finch. He was playing reserve grade for us and we were playing against Penrith. So he's gone out early to play um, uh, New South Wales Cup. We've arrived, you know, around sort of half time of New South Wales Cup. Um, we were in the sheds. It's freezing, middle of the year. It was about three degrees out of Penrith. And he comes walking into the, the, change, the change rooms as we're sort of getting ready. And he's got blood coming down his mouth and all that sort of stuff. And we're like, what's going on here, mate? He'd ripped, he'd ripped, he'd torn the skin under his nose where your Ooh. nose meets your top <sighs> lip. Ooh. And mate, I, I remember looking at him, and he just looked at me. He goes, "Mate, what am I doing here? Get me out of here!" Yeah, typical Finchy. Anyway, strapped it up, strapped it up. The strapping tape was wrapped around the bottom of the nose, around under his eyes, on top of his head, and I think that was it. That might have been the last game that Finchy played, I reckon. Damn, he said, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, I oh. probably should have given a warning to our listeners where we're headed with all this. There's people now just driving off the road, grab the sick bag. <laughs> Wonderful radio, boys. Um, the last half hour is going to be good. We've got some more news segments. Both Cameron and Maddie will give us their top three from the weekend. And, of course, they're taking your questions. Cameron's got another award to hand out a bit later, a very special one as well, to do with the position he used to play. Mm. This is Breakfast with Vossi on 1170 SEN. To our SEN track listeners in Sydney, Central Coast, in Lawarra, you have a great day. But for the rest of you, stick around. We've got plenty more to come. Thank you, Celeste. At uh, 28 and a half minutes to 9, Cameron Smith, Matthew Johns, our special guest between 8 and 9, on a Monday, uh, and the borders lit up. Never used to happen on 2CH, but um, everyone talking scrotums and testicles. Uh, unbelievable talkback. Look, we'll try and wrap it up here. Um, person came on saying, didn't Peter Wallace play State of Origin with an exploded oh, yeah. testicle? I don't know whether he did play Origin. I know he had that. Shane Webke was another one who had the ruptured testicle, um, and Dave always said, didn't that scrotum injury happen to Ben Stiller and something about Mary? Of course, that's the famous <laughs> zip. zipper. The zipper. <laughs> the zipper. <laughs> oh, dear we. Oh, there we go. There we go. Look, we're taking your calls as well for the fellas. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The McDonald Jones open line text 0457 736 736, but I think we'll leave the ball stories. Uh, to one store, uh, one side for a moment. Boys, we've had a round where four games are played. Things happening on and off the field. We're introducing a segment for both of you, and it needs an intro, of course. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, the top three. The top three where, of both Cameron Smith up, and Vossie, amazing. Where you come up with this stuff? The, the titles. I mean, this... like, that's amazing, wasn't it? That's just cutting-edge stuff. Um, don't know, there's a radio award for intros, but that one's up there. Uh, Cameron Smith, your top three from the weekend. What have you got for us? Yeah, top three, Vossi. Uh, let's start off with Jaden Campbell's debut. Thought he was outstanding for uh, Gold Coast, uh, son of Preston, of course, um, and thought he was fantastic in a side that um, nearly won the match against the Melbourne Storm. Five tackle breaks, 20 runs, 164 metres, boys, on debut. Cool. Um, that's a nice one. Great are you stats. going, are you going three to one or are you going one to three? What are you doing there? Is that your, are you uh, building up? Or? No particular order. Okay, fair enough. Um, number two, I thought the crowd at Leichhardt, fantastic. And I know there's a little bit of um, news this morning about um, some behavioural issues, but, you know, take those crocodiles aside. Mm. Um, I thought it was fantastic watching, you know, those small suburban grounds full of full of fans, you know, supporting their team and playing against, you know, not just any team. It was the Penrith Panthers who have lost mm. one regular season match in two two years. Um, I thought that was fantastic. But, you know, guys, please remember, you know, crowd behaviour is most important. Treat each other with respect. 
Um, and the third one, I know we've touched on this, but I've got to bring it up. The Queensland Origin dramas. Mm. Yeah. I just think yep. that's been fantastic. That's it's, <laughs> it's, it's dominated the news. Um, oh. You know, it's just it's just kept the interest alive yes. throughout the whole weekend. I know there was four matches played, mm. and you know where everyone was yep. concentrating on the NRL. But yeah. it's just yeah. it's kept and, Origin and, in the papers, and let's just again oh. again. Best wishes to Dane Gagai. Let's hope he gets up. Yeah, yes. no, exactly. Good point there. And by the way, uh, breaking news this morning, Ben Hunt has now been added. So they've done the old switcheroo. Now Reed Marnie's injured. Ben yep. Hunt is now officially part of the Queensland squad that yes. was originally picked. The bending of the rules as far as that. Bending more than a banana, really, the Maroons. Oh, um, Mossy. Come on, mate. Let, let, let's, let's just put Cameron off to one side, Matty. What's, what's your top three from the weekend? Um, mate, I'm with uh, Smith here. Three points ago, uh, Jaden Campbell, uh, particularly his hit on Nico Hines to keep, to keep him in the mm. contest, uh, was a beauty and uh, yeah, good to see him get the start. Luke Brooks, two points, just his run, run, run mentality uh, on, on Friday night, which, uh, mate, that's Brooks's game. And one point, uh, nothing like a bit of nepotism. I'm going to give him a son, Jack Johns, who was so pumped <coughs> to play for the Newcastle Knights and then took the field uh, when it was 26 nil, uh, which probably <laughs> gets the call up, runs on the field, and uh, yeah, 26 nil for him, probably slightly deflating. Yeah, okay, there's our top three Cameron Smith, Matthew Johns from Great the weekend. Segment, boys. Yeah, no, very good segment. Yes. Again, no, that's been the second best segment we've had so far on the show. Um, Jack of Penrith <laughs> has called in on the McDonald Jones open line. In fact, Cameron, you can take the call from Jack. Jack, say hi to Cameron. Oh, hi, Cameron. Morning, Jack. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Rossi, for letting me say hi to Cameron. What a privilege. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> nah, that's, that's, hey, uh, Jack, how are you going? Just, and the fact that you said... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you said hello and broke out laughing, too. Uh, mate, Cameron. Nah. Jonathan Thurston, is he oh. there as well? We'll see yeah. if JT... JT's probably with us as well. You there, JT? I'm, I'm not sure. What's happening? Here? <laughs> My goodness, Jack. Um, Jack of Penrith. Can you can you put a straight yeah. face back on and ask us a question? There obviously was a reason you wanted to ring. Yes, uh, um, uh, football expert. Mate, of course they're down in the lay down because um, and now when they get a slap on the nose or a slap on the ear, they're going to lay down because it's a head eye tackle now, and um, of course they're going to take advantage of it. Who's faulted? Not the players' fault. It's the NRL. We're bringing this out. All right, that's yep. Jack. Uh, no, good on you, Jack. That was a uh, good point, mate. Yeah, totally agree with you. And I think we discussed that earlier that, um, you know, you bring in a new rule and there's going to be positives and negatives. And unfortunately, we're seeing one of the negatives at the moment. Great yeah. call, Jack. Thank you. All right, Thanks, Jack, Jack there. And he had a laugh too. I got a little <laughs> bit out of hand, that uh, segment there. In fact, why don't we go to the last of the new segments? Because uh, Cameron Smith's on a roll. So here it is, folks. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, Cameron Smith's Hooker of the Week. Seriously? <laughs> what about the music? Space Age. Matty wow. Johns, what did you think of that intro? Oh, mate, Hooker of the Week. Hooker of the Week uh, now. Much yeah. sought after award this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that, can I just say, is this politically correct? Possibly. I was going to say, can we, can we maybe change the name of this to Dummy Half of the Week? <laughs> So, can we can we, can yeah, we just confer with some some yeah. of our solicitors before well, we well, I don't know. start this? I'm thinking a, a potential sponsor, LJ Hooker, could be the hooker of the week for mm. LJ Hooker. No? I'm just trying. Mm. Anyway, oh, they, yeah. they, all these we'll, segments we'll, are available we'll for We'll leave sponsors. that with legal. We'll Who's the best number legal. nine of the week then, Cameron? 
Okay, that's better. Um, listen, it, it was it was a fight between two, and I probably would have gone with Reed Marnie if he stayed on the field because mm. I, I feel as though he probably would have done a bit of damage in that last you know ten to fifteen before he come off. But I'm I'm going to go with my old mate, the Cheese, yeah. Brandon Smith. Mm. Um, thought he was fantastic again. Really, with the the host of players at the Melbourne Storm missing at the moment and have been for the last month, I thought he really stood up and played well. Uh, scored a try, had nine runs for 95 metres, a line break, a try assist, three tackle breaks, one-on-one steal, as we've uh, become accustomed to. And on top of that, boys, 36 tackles and just really Ooh, played a great game of footy. So he's my uh, dummy half of the week, Brandon Smith. Uh, I-, I can imagine right now, Matty, Chris Butler's texting Brandon Smith saying, well done, mate, I know what it feels like. You know, I've got, to do, I've got ref of the week, you've got number nine of the week, hooker of the week. Yeah, <laughs> that's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Would you like to hear my hooker of the week? Actually, yeah, no, go on. I'll, yeah. No, no, I'll just. <laughs> we should give Joey a call. I'm sure he'd have one. in rugby league. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, listen, I'm going to get you back on the straight and narrow, Matty. I'm going to get you yep. back. Now, you did mention Jack already, but um, yep. and he had played first grade before at South Sydney, but the fact that it was at Newcastle, I, I had no idea. The first father-son in the history of the Newcastle yep. club that came in in 1988, that, that was quite the moment wow. presenting the jersey. It uh, it surprised me. I, I wasn't aware of that when uh, when they told me. And uh, yeah, I went up there on the um, Friday and the Saturday morning. I uh, went over and uh, presented the jersey, and it was it was quite uh, it was surreal. It was, I got up there and <clears throat> literally I, I could remember uh, being told that I was going to make my debut, and then I looked down at Jack, and mate, he was there, and I just thought, mate, it was very very emotional to be honest. Um, it was, you know, as I said to the boys, I said it's just evidence of how quickly time goes. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really special moment. And I said before, you know, it was twenty, basically twenty six nil by the time he went on for his proper stint. But you know, to be honest, for the family, that's you know that that wasn't of any consequence. It was just the fact to see him out there mm. and uh, yeah, playing for that club. It was uh, yeah, it was a really special moment. Yeah, another proud dad moment. Yet Cooper recently scored his first NRL try, and uh, then Jack playing his first game for the Knights. Boys, we will take a break. We've got plenty more to come. Not sure we've got more segments, new segments, but that's where we'll keep the list hanging. There may be new segments after oh, the mate, break. Posse. We've had jacks, we've had sacks. It's all happening. <laughs> Nineteen and a half minutes to nine. Breakfast with Vossie, eleven seventy SEN, and right across so many networks. It'll take me too long to read them out. And it is 14 minutes to nine, just on the golf, just rounding out that story from the Memorial Golf um, Tournament on the USPGA Tour. Patrick Cantlay has won in a playoff this morning, 13 under par. So that is five shots less than uh, Ram had finished yesterday at minus 18 and then forced out of the tournament, having tested positive to COVID. Cameron Smith, Matt Johns, taking your questions right now. Fast money. Um, Brett on the text, uh, Maddie, enjoy the new segments. Just writing down the winners. Hooker of the week, Brandy Smith. Was that Brandy with an I um, was the question uh, from? No, that's Brandon. Just Brandon, Brandon. Brandon Smith. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, morning, uh, Vossi. Question for Maddie and Cameron. Besides the enforcement of the high tackle rule, what's your biggest bugbear in the game? This is from Aaron. Mine's a dominant legs tackle and the tackled player steps to the side of the ruck to get a quick play the ball as the tacklers have not cleared the ruck to get to the marker position. Do you think the attacking team should have to wait for the markers to get into position before they play the ball in a dominant legs tackle? Cameron. I think that's a great point that Aaron makes because you look at the game these days, a good legs tackle is not rewarded. When you listen to the referee 
uh, communicating to the defenders. You see someone get chopped around the bootlaces and hit the ground. As soon as they hit the ground, the referee's asking the defender to let go. So th- there's no reward for the classic tackle around the legs, and it's it's what the game is asking its players to do now is to lower its target level and tackle lower. Well, if we want to get more players tackling lower, reward it. Yeah, maybe, great point by Aaron. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. Yeah, spot on. It's really funny. Um, is I reckon there's almost a generation of players that have, I won't say, uh, I'm trying to think of the words, we don't know the classic technique of a league's tackle. Yep. You know, and the fact that they're of a generation of the hit above the ball, catch yes. mentality. Wrap the ball up. Yep, that's it. And third man then takes the legs. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, when you're a young bloke growing up, it was always, you know, the tyres, the, the tackling bags, get your head on the right side, all that sort of stuff. And what we're seeing a lot now is the guys who are going for front-on-leagues tackles are getting knocked out because yep. they, they've just got a he- poor head position. Mm-hmm. Now, another question for you, this one from Bobby Rooster, mourning the chosen ones. Uh, I'd like to see the penalty reversed when a player bluntly lays down for an injury. It must be taken out of the game. See, that's the that's the fans' view, mm. boys. That uh, mm. look, It's very hard for yeah. a referee, I, isn't it? I mean, how, how could a referee... Imagine the... The drama, if the referee blows penalty and then realise the bloke is held, he has delayed concussion, he falls out, something like that potentially could happen. Well, the thing about it is, if you, if you look at uh, soccer now, particularly the European soccer, if a player is caught to be lying down, they'll, they'll be given a uh, yellow card. The problem mm. is, in soccer, it's a trip. You know, and, and, and apart from uh, the very, very, uh, very, very few exceptions, is that it's it's not a uh, it's not a troubling injury. Where in rugby league, as you said, Vossi, it's right, is that you know, you don't know because it's such a heavy body contact sport. Mm. You don't know how if the player is injured or not, or the extent of the injury. But I, I agree in principle. But it's just as you said, hard to referee. Now, next one, another one for you, Matty, just on Nathan Cleary from Brett. It's quite a, quite a long text, but I'll paraphrase. Basically, on Nathan Cleary, will he stand up not just for one game, but the entire series this year? He, he says that um, when we paired Reynolds and Walker, uh, same club combo wasn't the answer. Here he is now with Jerome Luai, Club 5'8". Is it going to work across the entire series? I think so. I think it will. Playmakers, and Smith will back this up, playmakers get better as they push towards 30. Mm. They get, uh, you know, I, I use it, uh, a mentality, like people talk about game fitness and, you know, physical fitness, but there's mental fitness as well. The ability to stay focused for the whole 80 minutes. And what we're seeing with Nathan, I mean, he's on the rise and rise and rise. So I think this series, um, I can't see any reason why he won't, uh, you know, why, why he won't, the, the club form won't go across into state of origin. Now, this is an interesting one for you, Cameron. Um, mm. As a Queen, This is from someone listening through Queensland. They haven't put a name mm. on it. But as a Queenslander, couldn't think of a worse venue for us than Townsville. Tedesco, really? Fox, Tommy T, etc. Hopefully they start watering the field at lunchtime. He feels that <laughs> it's advantage New South Wales <laughs> playing on the dry field at Townsville. Well, we, we could make that happen if we if we need to. Just yeah. get the sprinklers on the field before the match. But, um, yeah. oh, look, I, I, yeah, I, does, does it favour... New South Wales, it, it, it may do. It, it'll only favour New South Wales if Queensland allow that. Now, we spoke about that at the start of uh, the show, is that if, if Queensland have a strong kicking game and they play down the other end of the field, then those guys don't get opportunities. 
So it's really up to Queensland whether you know you see those those guys out wide with opportunities to score points. Obviously, you know it's it's a little bit more than just kicking game and, and applying pressure, you know. But uh, you know, does it suit New South Wales? Yeah, it can with their ball movement. But if if Queensland work hard um, to minimise their opportunities, then they'll be in the match as well. We used to Vossi back when the early days of the Knights. I was a groundsman at uh, the old Marathon Stadium. And Alan McMahon, this is, uh, as you know this story, Alan McMahon would say to me, remember the, they played St George one, uh, one Saturday, and he said to me, Matty, get out the hose and I want you to just soak the 10-metre the corridor on either side of the field near the touchline because they had Ricky Walford and Martin Afire. And we did that. The other thing was we used to take the hose into the opposition dressing room yeah, and literally true. just hose it. There'd be like six, <laughs> six inches of water on the ground. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember, I can, yeah. I remember I as a rookie reporter that, going there. That's true. I remember as a rookie reporter going there. It hadn't rained in six weeks and you turn up and you're going to do the interviews after the game yep. and you're ankle deep in water saying, what happened here? Yep. Like, you know, when's this... I, I'll back that up. I yeah. remember when I first started out my career, and I think it might have been my first game against Newcastle in Newcastle. And it was the old stadium uh, before it was um, refurbed and all that sort of stuff. And I remember walking in, dead set, the whole change room. It was, it was just concrete, <laughs> concrete floor, concrete. Yeah. The whole thing was wet. So you're trying to get trying to get your fresh strapping tape around the ankles, and you're yep. tiptoeing around, you know, trying not to get the strapping tape wet, and then you put your socks on, and it just it was horrible. And awful. it was it was the yeah. bastard act of a former groundsman who later yeah. would become one of the well, hard men of the game. Yeah, <laughs> lots, lots of the, the other one we used to shorten the in goals, like uh, if, if Sterlo, for instance, is good at getting repeat sets, we'd shorten the in goal because it was a maximum minimum, and we used to turn the uh, hot water off in their showers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear. Oh, on the text, fellas, uh, da- Darren league. quite rightly points out Reynolds and Walker never played Origin together, so that's a fair point. Just correcting, you know, the combination uh, of yep. the two South players never actually got to play together in Origin. Cameron, are you a boxing fan? Any oh, interest in boxing? I'm not. A, I'm not a huge follower, but I do tend to look at the big fights. Yeah, I heard you the other day, Maddie, on Morning Glory, your thoughts on Floyd Mayweather, what a yep. smart businessman he is, just, oh. you know, teeing up fights against absolute palookas Poli- today. Yeah. Well, he's a YouTuber. Yeah, no, he's, he's fighting a YouTuber, yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah. Like, seriously? Is yeah. this well, as low as it gets? Is this as low as it gets? Yeah, for $100 million. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, it's it's the intrigue. It's the new generation where people, you know, uh, young people know this Logan mm. Paul. It, it's mm. really funny. I was talking to a couple of young guys yesterday, and they knew Logan Paul and didn't know Floyd Mayweather. And, you know, I'm, I, I just – I'm intrigued. I've already bought the fight in. I just – I just can't wait for Log- uh, for Floyd Mayweather just to punch this the face off this missile. <laughs> uh, and what if he lands one low? I mean, if imagine if Floyd Mayweather put on a punch below the belt. I mean, the Wayne Shelford story would be a nursery rhyme. Oh. I mean, you know, fair dinkum. Yeah. That would yeah. that is what a couple the, of blade hey, plums. Boys, what about the what about the what about the worst case scenario? What if what happens if Paul knocks out Mayweather? Oh. <laughs> Worst well, case scenario. Rematch. rematch. Is that $500 million rematch, Cameron? That's what it would be. Well, what does that mean for boxing, though? Please, come well, on. It is the bastardisation of boxing. That's the headline in CNN today. Very entertaining today, Cameron. You keep thinking up new segments for next week. Thank you. But yep. very Hooker. well done today. Hooker of the week. That's it. Matthew Johns, you have a great week watching your great work on Fox League. And, <laughs> of course, Morning Glory here on uh, SEN. So, Matty Johns, Cameron Smith are on their way out into Monday to fight the world. We've sold none of the issues of the world, but what we have done is hopefully entertained you over the past hour. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 91.